almost killed, didn't you? I want to talk. He's a free man. I'm a free man. Tell me what's your dead with him. They didn't cry until I left. What did you say? Oh Hi everyone, I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. Welcome back to 15 Minute Film Fanatics. This one comes to us recommended by Frank in New Jersey. And it is 2013's Prisoners, directed by Dennis Villanueva, most recently famous for directing Dune and starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. So it's got a good cast. It does. It does. It's got a lot of good good cast and a lot of good actors in it. So in the first part, we always talk about our overall take on this. Um, I saw this last night for the first time as of this recording. And Mike, you just finished it, what, like 20 minutes ago? Yes. All right. So let, let's talk about this. It, it's I think overall, this film has a great sense of dread. It's it taps into you know every parent's nightmare. It does so on a rainy Thanksgiving. It's got great acting. We'll talk about the acting in a little bit. Um, I love the fact that it's got a series of confined spaces in a big sprawling movie. Right. So you get the, the his father's apartment. Then he makes the box in the apartment to torture, you know, Paul Dano. Um, there's the pit under the car. A lot of spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen this, Watch the movie stop and come watch back. It. Stop right? listening, yeah. Um, the the priest cellar that's, you know, the spot behind the refrigerator. Um, the storage chests where the snakes and the clothes are. The interrogation room. Like the, the movies, it's a it's funny because it's a long, patient movie full of claustrophobic scenes. And I like that a lot. The thing I really like about it is that as an as a overall premise for a movie, much more than the actual plot, which we'll talk about later, I think it's a, it's a good look at how we're supposed to respond to evil, right? So- the Holly Jones character, um, she 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 um, avenges it. She's going to avenge the, against the world about what happened to her son who died of cancer. Or you could be like Hugh Jackman, who's like the survivalist, right? You know, um, what is it? Pray for the best and, and prepare for the worst. Um, you can be like uh, his friend, uh, Joy's father, Franklin, where he's kind of like when they go to the apartment, he's like, this is wrong, man. Ter- like, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. He's like, this Great is actor. wrong. Like, we should be out of here. And then you could be like Viola Davis, who's really surprising when she's like, she's so good. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to stop him, but I'm not going to help. I'm not going to help either. Like, I'm going to kind of sit out, but like by sitting out, you're still making a choice. So I think it's kind of interesting that, that you get this, you get this um, array, this kind of pageant of different ways to respond to evil and what that does to you. No, I, I agree. But I also think that we've had a couple of these movies on the podcast. It's I couldn't recommend it to anybody. You'd have to really know somebody yeah. before you recommend it's a big it ask. Be- because this one is like right on the border between. OK, wait, like when Paul Dano's getting punched in the face. Right? right. My personal opinion is there's two extra punches in there. And that's kind of my opinion about the whole movie. I agree 100 percent with what you're saying. I, I liked a lot of it. And it did make me feel that sense of dread. And I pick up with you on how you respond when something, when something horrible happens, like the worst, right? This is truly the worst possible scenario. Second worst possible scenario. Something happens to me. Worst possible scenario. Something happens to my kid. I don't know what. And, um, and I'm not, I'm not sure it's, it's unclear. So I'm with you, but like, I think that this, this movie just has like, two extra punches or one extra snake in the box. Like I'm, I'm totally with you. And I actually, yeah, I think Jake, Gyllenhaal, I Jake Gyllenhaal sometimes gets on my nerves and he just keeps like remaking versions of Zodiac, but this is a pretty good version. You know what I mean? And yeah. he, but he, he bursts open the first box. There's like a pig's head in the sink. The snake, the snake comes out and he's like, ah, 
and there's snakes in the box. And then it's like, okay, box number two. Hmm, I wonder what's in there. And it's like, no, no, I don't think so. Not box number two. One well, box. this is this is the second best movie where Paul Dano gets beaten to a pulp. <laughs> Although um, the makeup job that they do on his face is yes. absolutely horrific. That was that was when you see his face swollen up and his eyes swollen shut when you come back to him. That's truly horrifying. So I think that you know, well, let's talk more before you talked about the great actor. Like, how good are the actors in this movie? I mean, these so, performances so are unbelievable. The, the performances are really what saved the movie. Like, yeah. it, when, when I'm talking about um, this movie's uh, movie sins. I'm only talking from a script perspective and from like, there's a really, really, really solid 90 minute to two hour movie here. And this is like, you know, two and a half hours plus Mm -hmm. or minus tax. But the um, Hugh Jackman's performance is amazing. Viola Davis, when she does the thing in the, in the truck, exactly the lines you're talking about is great. I knew this movie was going to be good from the minute that they go over for Thanksgiving and it's Terrence Howard. Yeah, like, oh, they got Ter- yeah. Terrence Howard. This is great. And then, as though Paul Dano wasn't creepy enough, the guy who plays Bob Taylor, who who kills himself when he's right. being interrogated, is like that other creepy guy from all the creepy movies. You <laughs> right, know, exactly. You know, like you, you just you you imagine that his number one screen test in Hollywood is like, can you drive this van and say, "Hey, kids, where are the cool parties at?" And like he he did that, and they were like, "Great, you're going to be an extra forever. You have a career." Well, I got something to say about the the difference between the movie and between the performances. So let's go to part two. Okay, welcome back. So in part two, we talk about our key scenes. Dan, why don't you kick it off? So my key scene to me, to me, the greatest scene in the movie is the scene where Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman are in the car. He sees Hugh Jackman at the liquor store. He gets into the, he says, tells him to sit down in the car. Why are you following me? It's just like the diner scene in Heat. It's, it's exactly. I have that written down, 100%. Yep. It's just like the diner scene in Heat, where you have these two people at the top of their game, like trying to um, dunk on each other, as you always say, in terms of their performances. And, and they each hold their own. The great moment about that is when, um, Hugh Jackman says, you know, kids gone for more than a week, have half as good of a chance of being found. And he says, she's been gone for a week. And, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal says, well, it's been six days. It hasn't been a week. And that sets off Hugh Jackman. He starts punching the dashboard. Um, and he's like, forgive me for not going home to get a good night's rest. And he's screaming. And, and I think a lesser movie would have had them have a fist fight there, but they don't. He just punches the dashboard. Until Jake Gyllenhaal holds up his finger and he says, yes. hey, 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 hey. And then he actually stops. Yeah. And then he stops, which is so, which is so great, good. right? Like that's such a great scene. And I like, before you said there's a great 90 minute movie in here, like this is a very good two and a half hour movie. There's a, an excellent 90 minute movie in here because to me, those moments were so much better than all of the plot stuff. For me, as soon as the ant pulls out the gun on Hugh Jackman, I'm like, okay, now we're going to do the movie algebra. Now we're going to figure out who wore the medallion and why. And here's, and, 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 you know, let's talk about a talking killer. Oh my God. Talk about the talking killer deluxe. Yeah. yeah, And for me, like I a hundred percent agree with you because for me, the plot of this movie is my, like a guy's daughter is abducted. And he so he abducts it. the guy that he thinks yeah, that's abducted enough. her. Like, that's great. And that's the, like, that's the movie. So that actually, like, that's my moment too, because right. He fought, he, he follows Hugh Jackman to the, to the extent that he figures out which building it is. And then he does the movie thing where he's like, Hmm, no keys. So he, yeah. he does exactly what you would do, Dan. He takes the board <laughs> off the window and he crawls into the crack house to start, you know, to see what's going on. And, um, and he, and Hugh Jackman has to do what he does again. Like, I think the, the best thing about his character is that when he's outside the liquor store drinking, it's like he's in character, but not quite in character. And, and the same thing, right? Cause when he, 
when he comes on him, uh, he pretends that he's uh, passed out off. from drinking uh, inside inside the house because he's got to come up with with some yeah. reason why he's there. Yeah. And so I think that it's it's a follow on of the same of the same type of scene, and he gets past his little torture chamber, and of course, right when they're right when they're past it, he gets the call the phone right, call. The, the, the guy and he says the famous movie line, which is, did you get the plates? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Um, but but I think in terms of the movie, like where is that perfect 90 minute movie? That's that has all the ingredients of a movie, right? Yeah. Daughter's abducted. You abduct the guy you think abducted her. That those are the most tense moments. And really the polarity in this movie is between Jake Gyllenhaal, who's extremely understated and Hugh Jackman, who's who's always freaking out. And I, I think that they just, they make such a beautiful combo. Yeah. And then the, that tension is resolved and then a bunch of other stuff happens. Yeah. And then you get all the movie stuff, right? And that's, that's, that's exactly what happens. It's like the reason we love comedians and cars getting coffee is because it's comedians and cars getting coffee. It's people that are just naturally funny driving around and you just watch them and, and you're in awe of them. That's what I felt watching. Like, how about the scene where Jake Gyllenhaal is showing the photographs of the clothes so to good. Hugh Jackman? And he's like, okay, was it this one? And he's like, no. And he shows him the sock and he sees the, the bunny on the sock. Like that was so good. And to me, like, I didn't need all of the other yeah. stuff about this, about who Anne was his and, the, and who Paul Dano really was. And the, so, the sock is enough. And you yeah. remember what he says when he leaves the interrogation room? This was your fault. You let this happen. Yeah, you let this oh. happen, right? And, right. and, and that's, then, that's the classic quote about evil. You let right. this happen. You let this happen. And of course, he he feels like he did because he couldn't get one more day from his from his captain to hold Paul Dana for one more day. So all of that stuff is great. Like, it's funny, like, less is more. When he's following Paul Dano around and you see Paul Dano, like, you think by movie logic, he can't be the killer because it's too soon and it's too obvious he's in the RV. But then he picks up the dog by the leash. And you hear the dog whimpering and then he starts singing the Batman song and he says, you know, they didn't cry until I left. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Like, where am I now? Hugh Jackman is so naturally charismatic and he's and he's he's such a like a, literally he's a movie star that you kind of side with him. But then you get into this space where he starts to torture him and you feel like Franklin, you feel like his friend. That to me is the whole movie. Guy gets the guy that, that took his daughter and realizes it might not be the right guy and just starts saying the Our Father and praying on his knees that he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, that um, what's that movie that I like? Have you ever seen Death, um, Death of a Maiden? Oh, Death and the Maiden, but with uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, so long, right, so, long time right, ago. So this is this is like a remake yeah. of Death and the Maiden, but with but with Hugh Jack, Hugh Jackman, Jake Hillenall. And actually, I I really like Dennis Dennis Villanueva's uh, a visual style, and yeah. so I think this has all the elements of a good movie. It just gets a little. Yeah. Something. It's like, I must have the wrong guy. And let's, t- let's talk about Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal and how good he was. So, you know, I started noticing all these strange things about him. And the, I love the fact that he is not fully fleshed out as much as the plot is. By the end of the movie, you know exactly who's, who's abducted who, for what reason and when. It's all in microfilm. But how about his, um, how about his neck tattoo? Isn't that great? So good. And, well, and his ta- eye twitching. Yeah. It, oh, his it, blinking yeah. is great. I, I just started making like, his blinking, right? Um, I love the fact that he has a Freemason pinky ring that's never explained. Um, how about the fact that he's the only cop ever, I think, in movie history ever that wears a button-up shirt with no tie? My favorite thing about him is when he when he shows up and he's talking to Hugh Jackman's wife and, and she said, your, 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 your captain called and, and he said that, that you've never solved every case you've ever worked on. 
And he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he says nothing, right? So, so I love great. that. I, I love his shirt without a tie because, of course, what does he look like? He looks like a prisoner. He looks like a prisoner in, you know, he looks like in every prison movie you've ever seen, like Brute Force or, or you know. Um, 100%. Uh, we started watching a movie where two girls disappear and then it cuts to a scene of Jake Gyllenhaal in a Chinese restaurant. And for about 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal's the perv. Me too. That's what you're supposed to think. Like, oh, he's the killer. Absolutely. Right. So I think that he's off-putting, but he's also really interesting. And I'm so glad he doesn't have a scene where he could explain like, like how he became a cop or, or what he's like. Like that's so much better than, than, than over-explaining, which is kind of what happens in the last 20 minutes. So welcome back at part three. We'd like to talk about the ending. Mike, go. Can we say the ending is cute without taking away from the movie? Right. Sure. It's, it, right. It's a, it's a cute ending. He's, you know, he's blowing the whistle. His survival and, whistle. Right. And Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's there investigating because he can't quit. I mean, it, or, or to put it, we, we've talked about how good the two of them are. You actually alluded to it when you were talking about him as a cop, right? What What's the title about, right? Who are the prisoners? Is right. it the girls? Is it uh, Paul they Dano? Lot, right. Right. Locked in the thing, or, or or is it everybody locked in the grip of evil, right? Because Jake Gyllenhaal, he can't quit on the case. There's still one thing left, which is where did this guy go, right? And he's down there blowing the whistle. So here's what I don't like. Any movie like this, right? I'm pleased as a viewer that the girls come back. We know that in reality that that's not always the case, but that's not what on what the cuteness depends. There's always going to be some kind of lack of resolution. And for some reason this movie is not satisfied with that lack of resolution. It's like one more scene, one more scene, one more scene, one more scene. And that's just where I'm like, ah, just leave it. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how you feel about it. Well, at the end, he, he is Jody, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is Jody Foster in Buffalo Bill's house yes. at the end. It's the same exact setup. Right. Um, I, you know, I think that, the, you know, the title, we always talk about the title at the end, obviously refers to the confined spaces in the film, but also refers to that they're all prisoners about what happened here, right? There's literal prisoners, there's figurative prisoners. There's, um, even, you could even make the argument that the, the, the killer, the abductors are really kind of prisoners of what happened to them. They're trying to wage this war against God, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the mazes work because remember what he says, what, we're, what we learned about the mazes, this maze doesn't have an exit. So they get, there's a, the great fish song called maze. You'll never get out of this maze. Um, so, you know, the, you can't get out of this maze, but of course at the end, you know, Hugh Jackman does, his wife says to, says to Jake Gyllenhaal, if you find him, is he going to go to jail? And he says, yes, if I find him, he's going to go to jail, but at least he, that he's going to go into another confined space. He's not going to be the same person, et cetera, but we're still glad he gets out. I think, I think, again, you said it ends a bunch of times. You mentioned death and the maiden before the ending of this film reminded me of, have you ever seen the vanishing no, I don't think so. that's a terrific film about about a guy whose wife disappears at a gas station um, and, and she just he just goes nuts trying to find her. And it's really, really unsettling. It also reminded me of The Pledge with Jack Nicholson, which is another great unsettling film where this movie kind of wants to have it both ways. It wants to make you unsettled, but yet it's going to give you kind of like all the answers at the end. And even at the end, when he hears the whistle, you know, he's going to get out. The title comes on. So it kind of wants to do both things. I think we've talked about Zodiac before. And Jake Gyllenhaal plays a much different part in Zodiac. I think that Zodiac does this better. I think that Zodiac is like a better version of this because you know going into it, they're not going to find the guy. And David Fincher kind of works around that to still make it very, very uncomfortable. It lacks the, like, I don't know, the middle game fireworks. Like, like Zodiac does not have the same kind of scenes that that it has yeah. one really great explosive scene that we that we covered yeah. on the on the podcast. But right, but 
if you had made Zodiac with Hugh Jackman, probably would have been a better movie. Like, I know it's a stupid thing to say circa 2022, but Hugh Jackman's a great actor. He is I, great. I, I, don't, I don't know if he's underrated or just retired. Like, I don't yeah. know what the deal is. That guy's really good. Like, well, everybody he, knows Jake Gyllenhaal's good. He really is good. And of course, everyone's like, oh, it's Wolverine. Like, you know, he's just intense in this as he is as Wolverine. But of course, like, I've seen I've seen Hugh Jackman as Curly in Oklahoma. Yeah. And he's great. He's a great Curly. Like, that really is a versatile actor. No, he's, he's the boy from Oz. Yeah, like, he, right, exactly. Know, yeah. If you could play Peter Allen and Curly and this father and Wolverine, that's a pretty solid resume. Yeah, I, there's at least one Hugh Jackman movie that you like. Like if you're sitting there disagreeing, there's at least one Hugh Jackman movie that you like. That's right. Well, I certainly like this one. You know, we we kind of we kind of talked about the plot and stuff, but I think in terms of a raw experience, it's still it's still really great. It's not a Friday night date movie, perhaps. And uh, you know what? Didn't didn't you say, didn't you text me? You said you wanted to quote something that David Thompson said about this movie? He said he said something to the effect that it's the final nail in the coffin of the myth that movies are supposed to be entertaining. That's not a direct quote, but it is Thompson-esque. It is Thompson-esque. So thanks for listening. And thanks for the request from New Jersey for watching Prisoners, which we would not have seen if we didn't get that request. So keep the requests coming. We love hearing them and we'll watch anything. Follow us on Twitter at 15MNFilm. You could also follow us on Letterboxd. Letterboxd. If if you've not used it yet, I highly recommend it. Really helps you understand what other people are watching, what you might want to watch. Right. And if you're sucking your taste, if you're sitting there and going, ah, there's nothing good on, you need to get on Letterboxd. As you once said, Mike, which is true. And I've said this over and over. One thing I've learned from, from a great Mike line from the pod, the problem is not that there's nothing to watch. What's the problem? There's too much to watch. There's just too many damn movies out there to watch. So that's why we have to keep doing the podcast. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.